Welcome to Morning Soap. At Fusion Church, our desire is that every believer would not just attend church, but also hear from God daily through His Word. As we read the Bible, we begin to see how God responds to things. Doing daily devotions repatterns the way we think, transforms the spirit of our mind, and helps us become more like Jesus. Join us here, Monday through Friday, as various pastors and leaders at Fusion Church share devotion and teaching through that day's soap scripture. Download the current soap reading plan at fusionchurch.cc soap. Morning, everyone. I hope your Daniel fast is amazing. I'm hoping everyone's caffeine headache is starting to subside. <laughs> we are, uh, for some of us, you know, I don't know about you, but I'm a strong black coffee drinker and I live by my black coffee and it's practically intravenous into me on a daily basis. So these, uh, the first few days of detox have been a blast. If you can hear my, uh, sarcasm, uh, but it's been awesome. Just kind of dedicating and consecrating to God and just seeing breakthrough. Um, but the fast has been incredible. So I hope it's been great for you. I hope you're experiencing the presence of the Lord. I hope you are, uh, pressing in through everything that he has for you. Goodbye, headache. I love you coffee. You know, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> we not too many days left there not too many days left um but yeah the fast has been amazing uh one thing i heard a teacher say this once uh in bible school when we go through our fasting process it is as if our spirit is an exposed nerve just picking up everything that god says and picking up everything that he has for us and uh, it kind of recalibrates our focus to look at him. So I hope over the course of this fast, whether you're doing the Daniel fast or liquid fast or like social media fast, whatever is the Lord called you to, that you are hearing his voice, experiencing uh, the sweetness of his presence, because I know I am and I know he has so much revelation for us in this season. And especially in today's soap, because we are in Zechariah chapter seven today. Uh, this is a great passage of scripture just to get behind some of the heart of fasting. Uh, we're going to be reading out of the New Living Translation today. So while we stretch it out, get the get the morning sleep off of ourselves, oh, and we will dive right on in. So Father, thank you for each and every person that is on this call this morning. Holy Spirit, I just pray that you would illuminate your text to us. Uh, Lord, just show us the heart behind your word. And Jesus, we just want to get to know you in the midst of the season of breakthrough and recalibration. Uh, Holy Spirit, uh, unfold us, open us up, clear the plot of land of our hearts so you can plant this word inside of it. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 All right. Zechariah chapter seven. Here we go. It starts off. On December 7th of the fourth year of King Darius's reign, another message came to Zechariah from the Lord. The people of Bethel had, had sent Sherazar and Regemelech along with their attendants to seek the Lord's favor. They were to ask this question of the prophets and the priests at the temple of the Lord of Heaven's armies. Should we continue to mourn and fast each summer on the anniversary of the temple's destruction as we have done for so many years? 
The Lord of heaven's armies sent me this message in reply. Say to all your people and your priests, during these 70 years of exile, when you fasted and mourned in the summer and in early autumn, was it really for me you were fasting? And even now in your holy festivals, aren't you eating and drinking just to please yourselves? Isn't this the same message the Lord proclaimed through the prophets in years past when Jerusalem and the towns of Judah were bustling with people and the Negev and the foothills of Judah were well populated? Then this message came to Zechariah from the Lord. This is what the Lord of heaven's army says. Judge fairly, show mercy and kindness to one another. Do not oppress widows, orphans, foreigners, and the poor, and do not scheme against each other. Your ancestors refused to listen to this message. They stubbornly turned away and put their fingers on their ears to keep from hearing. They made their hearts as hard as stone so they could not hear the instructions of the messages that the Lord of Heaven's armies had sent them by his spirit through earlier prophets. That is why the Lord of Heaven's armies was so angry with them. Since they refused to listen when I called to them, I would not listen when they called to me, says the Lord of Heaven's armies. As with a whirlwind, I scattered them among the distant nations where they lived as strangers. Their land became so desolate that no one even traveled through it. They turned their pleasant land into a desert. Whew. So inspirational this morning. <laughs> but this is a great pastor scripture to get the why behind the what of fasting. Uh, so uh, let me know what verses stuck out to you. Drop them in the chat. I'd love to hear from you guys uh, what the Lord is saying to you through this chapter. Uh, there are a few things that stuck out to me, and I think context is so important. So verses one through three, just kind of like a quick little overview. When we look, uh, the people of Bethel, right, they sent Sherazar and Regemelech uh, along with their attendants to seek the Lord's favor. So what happens is they were going to Zechariah basically to figure out, hey, uh, do we keep this fast going or are we done with this? Like, you know, at this point in Israel's like timeline, the temple had already been destroyed. And it has, at this point, pretty much uh, been rebuilt. So they're asking, like, okay, do we continue on with this process? Do we keep on uh, fasting? Because the reason we are fasting, it's not destroyed anymore. So why do we have to keep doing it? So they're kind of using their common sense. And what I love is God sees through everything into our heart every time. <laughs> there is not a time that we could fool God or mock God or try and show off to God because he sees through all of the fluff so quickly. And the two of them went to the Lord, well, went to the prophet and said, hey, what does the Lord have to say about this? And God's reply <laughs> is so, I, 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 this is why I love Jesus. Hold on, verse five and six, ready? Say to all your people and your priests during these 70 years of exile, when you fasted and mourned in the summer and in early autumn, was it really for me? <laughs> I, I love that. Was it really for me that you were fasting? And even now in your holy festivals, aren't you eating and drinking just to please yourselves? It's I, this is why I love the Lord. He sees through all of the action. So uh, one thing I noticed just about God is that he asks rhetorical questions so very often uh, because he already knows the answer. 
God knows the answer, but he doesn't want to just give us a commandment many times. Many times he wants to stretch the bandwidth of our knowledge and understanding so that we can catch up to revelation with him. So right here, he asked him a question. The whole time you're fasting, wasn't it for you anyway? Uh, and what I really like about this, because uh, it's like, all right, so God, why were you asking this question? So the people, he's asking this because the people who came out of exile, out of those uh, uh, years of exile, were the same people that went into exile. So I'm not talking about the same physical people. I'm talking about this. They were in the same sins. They were in the same patterns of thought. They were in the same behaviors and the same lifestyles. Nothing had changed over the course of their exile and nothing had changed over the course of their fasting, which is really what the purpose of the fasting was and the purpose of the exile. Uh, the exile for them was meant to simply be a season. It was meant to be a season where they wander. It was meant to be a season where they were figuring things out. It was meant to be a season of, okay, God, my heart has to get right before you. But what the Lord looked at them and said, yeah, what I meant for you to go through a season, but you're actually in a cycle right now. And for them, it was like, okay, so you guys, you have your festivals. These are meant to be celebrations to me. These are meant to be things that you set aside to say, God, thank you for everything that you've done. And yet on the flip side of it, in the middle of your festivals, you're celebrating yourselves and just feeding yourselves. So it was less about God, we're celebrating you. And more about I'm here to fill my stomachs with or fill my stomach with all the good foods, treats of the land, right? So they kind of missed the point of the festival. And what he's saying is you have been missing the point for so long. What I meant to be a season where you were going to figure some things out, you turned into a cycle because over the course of your fasting, you refused to change. And if you think about it, uh, church, so many times we kind of go through this process with God. You know, he will continue to orchestrate seasons of our life. He will continue to orchestrate moments and situations to help sanctify us, to help work certain processes out of us. And he designs things to work in seasons. But if we don't catch what the lesson in the season, it turns into a cycle. I'm going to say one more time. If we don't catch the lesson of the season, it turns into a cycle. and here's the thing. God doesn't condemn us in the middle of cycle because what he says is I give you tools to get free from cycles, right? That's one of the great reasons for fasting, right? Because fasting brings breakthrough from cycles because I can even recount my own life. I can recount like even now it's like, you know, we're all in some sort of cycles at times, right? Like this isn't a moment of condemnation. I'm not looking at wagging my finger like, oh, you're in a cycle. No, we all find ourselves in these spots, right? And we don't even know we're in the cycle until we step into fasting because we start brittling our body. We start saying this flesh, this flesh and bone, this skin, my stomach, this caffeine headache that's just pounding <laughs> does not get to dictate my life, nor does my soul, right? right? Pastor Brennan was hitting this on Sunday, nor does my soul, the way I feel about things all the time and what makes sense to me. No, I want to live from what makes sense to the Lord. I want to live from what his word says, not just how I feel and how I view things. So many times we get caught inside of these cycles. And what God says is, if you want to break the cycle you have been stuck in inside of however many years of your life when I you know, have been designing situations to try and get you out of it, this is the moment. 
fast, seek his face, because then what is the reason you're really fasting? I want to get free and I want to receive spiritual and physical breakthrough. I don't want this to be a cycle anymore. I just want it to be a season. Come on. And everybody said, amen. <laughs> um, so right here, the cycle for the Israelites, uh, something that they were going through was they were more attracted to rituals than they were repentance. So, uh, what they were more, let's say, in tune to was the religious actions and not a relationship with God Almighty. And this is really where verse six starts to break down when it says, even now in your holy festivals, aren't you eating and drinking just to please yourselves? So here, here, like here, what the Lord is saying here, the festivals that they're holding on uh, there that they're continuing to perform, they are commands from God to perform. Right. He said, do these offerings, have these festivals, celebrate me. They're still having the festivals. They're still doing the right action. Right. Because that's what he commanded them to do. But what was the part that was missing? It was the heart posture going into the festival. Aren't you just eating and drinking to please yourselves when you're at the festival? So when you think about it, it had nothing really to do with the action and more to do with what was going on inside of them when they were going to approach the festivals. So, right, how does this apply to us today? So we can go through so many rituals and miss the relational and the repentance aspect of what we're doing. This is why in the Gospels, when Jesus talks about fasting, you know, fasting isn't just an Old Testament concept. It's also a New Testament concept. Uh, it's really, I mean, fasting is like this a beautiful, beautiful thread that you find throughout the entire Bible. But when Matt, uh, uh, Jesus talked about fasting, he said, don't let your weakness show in the middle of it to make it some sort of show, right? He was telling them, like, rub oil on your face, like, make yourself, like, look de decent, presentable. Like, you don't want to walk around like, woe is me, I'm in the middle of a fast. Like, yeah, you know, I'll bring up a caffeine headache with you guys because I know we're all going through it. It's all good. Hallelujah. Amen. <laughs> but uh, the point is, you know, we are doing this for the Lord, you know, because you can just go through a fast and go through the whole portion of it and kind of just do it out of obligation or, Hey, because my church is doing it, you know, and if that's you today, I'm just so grateful that you're fasting to begin with, but I want to share with you. Don't miss the heart of fasting. Don't miss the part of fasting where we are not just doing it to please ourselves, to be trendy or to be uh, a part of what the crowd is doing. We are fasting because we want to see literal breakthrough here on the earth. We want to see what David wrote when he said, God, I am confident I will see your goodness here in the land of the living. So as you're going through your fast, it is not just a ritual church. It is not just something that we're going through the motions. This is meant to be a time of repentance for breakthrough. We are on day three. And for me so far, it's been like, okay, rechange, rewiring and changing mindsets and repenting to make sure that we're recalibrating to hear from the Holy Spirit so we can have clarity going into 2023. Because I know God wants to do so much, not only in my life, but in the people around me. And how could I be an impact and how could I point them to a God that is merely just ritual to me, just as the Israelites were going through right here inside of the cycle. But I thought that was so very interesting. Um, one thing that I want to tell you about fasting, 
this kind of came to me this past Sunday. If you were in like, I think it was the 1030 and the 12 service. I shared it during the salvation moment. Um, when I was going through Bible school, we had a teacher that really unpacked fasting for us. And he, I mean, this was probably one of the best like, illustrations I've heard about fasting. Uh, because many times we are fasting, let's say, um, to experience something, which is great. There's nothing wrong with that. Like, cause we want to experience the Lord, we want to experience breakthrough, but he brought up a, like another side, let's say of the sword. And he likened fasting to lot clearing. And he said, fasting is like hopping onto a plot of land and you just start cleaning out all the weeds, all the brush, you're cleaning out the stumps, you know, the downed trees, you're carrying them out. And as you're clearing the plot of land, you are making space so that God can plant his word inside of that plot of land to grow into the fruit that he's designed for your life. And I started thinking about it, like, how true is that, church? How true is it that God is trying to clear space inside of our heart so that he can plant his word and it comes through fasting? You know, there was a season in my life when I did lot clearing and hardscaping and, uh, you know, we would climb the trees, we would do all the stuff. There's a picture that we still have of, uh, I didn't feel like climbing a tree one day cause it's just a lot of work, but I still had to get to the top to cut the brush off. And we tied a rope to the end of a bulldozer, uh, made a nice little angle. And I just scaled the rope to go up to the top of the tree and cut the top of the tree down top to bottom. It was a ton of fun. And, you know, we did that. We'd clear the stumps. Uh, we would go into wetlands and try and make it habitable so that they could build a house there. And I remember after I received this illustration in Bible school, uh, I was brought back to a moment when we just got done clearing one of the most difficult plots of land that we, uh, <laughs> most difficult plots of land that we had ever cleared before. And the stumps, I mean, it was, it was horrible. You know, the backhoe and both the excavator sank that day uh, in the middle of the mud. It was a blast. Um, but when we got done, we stood at the edge of it and we're, we just, we're overjoyed by seeing all of the work that went into clearing the land for someone to have their home built. Church, fasting is clearing the land of your heart so the Holy Spirit can build his home inside of there. And you can imagine every time you get the craving to eat something, it's like a brick going up in the house of the home of the Holy Spirit that he's building inside of you. And what's happening is he is strengthening you as you walk through repentance. He's strengthening you as you clear out the weeds, as you clear out the brush, as you take the stumps out and your heart starts to become clear. So he can take this word and plant it inside of it to grow the fruit of his Holy Spirit. So that's kind of started some of the process of the Israelites and kind of how it applies to us. Uh, for them, it was a lot of ritual when God desires repentance and relationship. Uh, let's take a look at the fruit of fasting. So we can see that in verse eight, it says, then this message came to Zechariah from the Lord. This is what the Lord of heaven's army says, judge fairly, show mercy and kindness to one another. Do not oppress widows, orphans, foreigners, and the poor, and do not scheme against each other. So this is one of the things that's really, really cool about fasting. Um, it's not just for us. 
fasting, I mean, obviously we're the ones performing the action, I should say performing the action, but going through the process of it. But the fruit of fasting is meant to be uh, more than just for us. It's meant to be for people around us. And uh, if you guys have ever read the book of Isaiah, actually, I'm going to just flip there really quick just to give a little plug. Uh, if you want to dive, I'm pretty sure it's probably in our reading somewhere. Yeah, it was on January 4th, uh, Isaiah 58. But I love this area. This is really where uh, the Lord unpacked fasting for me. It starts off, it says, we have fasted before you. They say, uh, why were you not impressed? They're trying to impress God. We have not been very hard on ourselves and or we have been very hard on ourselves. Don't even notice. I will tell you why, says the Lord, is because you're fasting to please yourselves. Even while you fast, what's it say? You keep oppressing your workers. What good is fasting when you keep on fighting and quarreling? Quarreling. This kind of fasting will never get you anywhere with me. You humble yourselves by going through the motions of penance, bowing your heads like reeds bending in the wind. You dress up in burlap, cover yourself in ashes. Is this what you call fasting? Do you really think this will please the Lord? No, this is the kind of fasting I want. Free those who are wrongly imprisoned. Lighten the burden of the work of, on those who work for you. Let the oppressed go free. Remove the chains that bind people. Share your food with the hungry. Give shelter to the homeless. Give clothes to those who need them. And do not hide from relatives who need your help. Now, I love this because what is God saying through that passage? I know I just did like super short plug. That's Isaiah 58. What's God saying? Your, the breakthrough you receive through fasting isn't just for you. The kind of fasting he wants is so that we are not just receiving breakthrough, but we're living life through a lens of breakthrough. Because why? God at church, hear me. God wants you to be the breakthrough for someone. And then he wants to get all the glory for it. So what's he say? In the middle of your fast, don't just dress yourselves up. Don't just put a sack on. Don't put the ashes under your face. You know, you don't have to walk around advertising with the sign like, woe is me. I'm in the middle of a fast, <laughs> right? Uh what he's saying is, no, I want you to judge fairly. I want you to be fair inside of your judgments. I, I, I want you to walk through and I want you to be kind to one another, have mercy. You see, God didn't want them to be simply, simply practicing religion. He wanted righteous behavior from them. He wanted true righteous behavior from them, not just them going through the motions of penance and going through the motions of fasting. What's And there's another way of looking at this. You know, it's almost like, what's the point of following commands and going through the motions when we miss the dynamic of relationship? You know, God doesn't just want us going through things without doing it with him. That's like Mary and Martha uh, sitting at the feet of Jesus. Mary's sitting there and Martha is making sandwiches for Jesus that he had never asked her for, but she was running around doing it anyway. And she looked at him and said, Lord, could you tell my lazy sister to get up off this floor and help me clean this house? Like, does she not know that the Lord of Lords and King of Kings is in my home? Can you tell her to get up and help clean this house? And, and he looks at her and says, Mary or Martha, please pick up on what Mary's doing. I, she's doing this with me, not for me. And that has to do with so much of fasting and so much of this life that we live. God wants to do it with us. He doesn't want us just doing things for him. And part of the breakthrough and application of fasting is that we do it with him. And when we do life with him, he breeds breakthrough into other people's lives. Uh, one thing that I like that he brought up, what do you say? Judge fairly, show mercy uh, and kindness. So showing mercy. 
don't forget where you came from church. Do not forget where you came from. I think this is one of the um, enemies of the outlook of mercy is forgetting where God brought us from, you know, on a regular basis. Uh, I pretty much go through actually it's once a month. I go through all the prophetic words that have been spoken over my life. Uh, all the things that the Lord has said to me. And I go back just kind of through like history And I go back to where God brought me from to always remember the broken kid he picked up on (laughs) on the edge of the street where he said, come on into my family, come on into my kingdom. And it always reminds me, because when I look at, let's say, the teenager and youth that is giving me problems, I remember standing there in youth myself being the troublemaker kid and God so having mercy on me. So why wouldn't I have mercy on them? So what he's saying is over the course of the fast, don't forget, I'm giving you breakthrough, but you're meant to be a breakthrough for someone. And that means not oppressing widows, right? That word widow, uh, widows and orphans, you can look at it in the original language, the breakdown of it. Uh, What it's saying is people who are left without care, you know, so it's not just strictly saying widows and orphans. It's just saying people who are left without care. If there's people who are left without care of church, we are the caretakers. You know, God has so empowered us to care for these people. So what the Lord says is look outside of yourself. You know, don't just get wrapped up in what your body is going through, but be aware to what the Holy Spirit is doing inside of your surroundings. Because God wants to bring breakthrough, not just to you, but to the people in your circles. Because verse 11, right? Your ancestors refused to listen to this message. They stubbornly turned away from and put their fingers in their ears to keep from hearing. They made their hearts hard as stone so that they could not hear the instructions or the messages that the Lord of heaven's armies had sent them by his spirit through earlier prophets. That is why the Lord of heaven's armies was so angry with them. So the ancestors, their ancestors had been through this, right? This is the cycle that they were stuck in. This was no longer a season. This was a cycle. And how did they refuse to listen to the message? They stubbornly, they put their fingers in their ears to keep from hearing. I don't believe that's literal. What I believe is that their spiritual ears were closed off to hearing from God. And since they did not have a hearing ear, they couldn't hear what the spirit was saying to them as instruction. And a lot of these commandments, think about this. The Lord is speaking about uh, repentance and ritual, but he's also saying, These people would fast, right? Isaiah 58, we know they were fasting. We know they're putting on the festivals, but they just missed the heart behind it. And what God didn't want happening was the sins of generations being passed from generation to generation to generation. And church, you may be listening today and there may be a reality of a generational curse or a generational sin that is inside of, you know, your family line that is a part of, you know, let's just say passed down through action, behavior. You know, many times when we look at the sins of generations, we can look at things that our family went through, our parents went through, and then we pick up on those habits. We pick up on those actions and kind of adopt those sins as our own. Right here, God is saying, do not let the sins of hard-heartedness the sins of not having a hearing ear be passed on to you. Israel, don't go through the same cycle they went through. Please hear what the Spirit is saying to us today. 
And this is so very true for us, right? Because over the course of this, some of us may have different things inside of our life that we just need breakthrough from, right? Like I'm, I am wholeheartedly praying radical prayers of alcoholism being broken off of people's lives, like radical prayers of addiction being broken off of people's lives. You know, like I believe for radical breakthrough church. I like, I am believing for marriages to be restored over the course of this fast. Uh, I'm believing for idolatry to be broken down over this fast for faithlessness to start to be on a decline because of this fast and that breakthrough starting to come out. But when we look at our own life, we may see the sins of generations, uh, the sins of our fathers inside of our life. And like, hmm, where did I pick up this attitude from? Well, I remember kind of getting this from my dad that one time when I was eight years old and X, Y, and Z happened, right? So what God does is he says, these were the sins of your fathers. These were the sins of their fathers, the sins of generations, and you've picked up on it. But if you fast when it's not a ritual, if you fast, and it's out of repentance, that is where God brings breakthrough. And God wants breakthrough for each and every one of us. There's not one of us that are exempt from that. So in the midst of the breakthrough, you know, you might be kind of praying through God, you know, what are you getting ready to take out of my life? Lord, maybe what's the weed? What's the root? What's the stump that has to come out of the plot of land of our hearts? Uh, I want to encourage you, church. Don't just focus on what God is doing for you, but stand in the gap for others around you and their breakthrough as well. Uh, if you were at worship night this past uh, Sunday night at our EHT location, uh, Pastor Brennan got a prophetic word and just kind of started sharing that about standing in the gap, travailing for someone else. And I'm telling you, this is the season of breakthrough. When we all come together and say, I am I am brittling my body. I am putting my flesh on the back burner so my spirit can come to the forefront. Breakthrough is just a byproduct when that happens. It just happens, right? So be believing for your own breakthrough, but keep your eyes peeled for other people's breakthroughs too. Because I I have a running list right now uh, of people who are addicted to drugs who are stuck in alcoholism, uh, who are going through lit- just literal idolatry where, you know, this little device right here runs their lives. And I don't mean like, you know, because listen, my calendar's on this thing. And if I lost my calendar, we would have a rough week. Uh, we're not talking about, uh, you know, keeping yourself organized. We're talking about this thing being a literal idol. Can't get it out of your hand. Can't stop looking at it. Idolatry. You know, we are believing for breakthrough inside of people's lives because we have to see God's goodness here inside of the land of living. We have to go and reach those far from Jesus. We have to start equipping Christ followers and going into all the nations and living out the vision that God has breathed on us as a church. Amen, church. So just a uh, a couple recap notes. So a couple things to kind of ask ourselves. We're going through this fast. Uh, We have seasons and we have cycles. You know, uh, are there any cycles that we have through inside of our life that God wants us to get breakthrough from through this fast? Uh, You know, what weeds, thorns and things is the Lord taking out of our hearts? Uh, You know, the fact that God doesn't just want rituals. He wants righteous behavior through judging fairly, showing mercy and kindness. Um, And where do we need to stand in the gap? 
you know, where do we have to stand on behalf of someone else and say, I'm praying for you. Like you are, I, when I get up in the morning, when I start my devotional time, you know, right before I hop in soaping, right before I dive in, I am praying for you every single morning because I, I not only want, but I need to see breakthrough inside of your life. So church, let's pray together. Let's believe not only for ourselves, but for some other people right now. So father, we thank you that we get to come together uh, just to hear your word. Because God, this isn't about me. This isn't about us. This is about you, Jesus, and your word and what you're doing here inside of the earth today. Lord, I thank you that across this fast, in the middle of this fast, you're helping us recalibrate and refocus on you. So Holy Spirit, I pray that you would reveal to each of us what are those thorns, weeds, stumps, brush inside of our hearts that you're looking to clear out today. God, what attitudes are you looking to pull out of us? What actions have we tried to hide that you're looking to purge from us? Holy Spirit, I just pray you would give us a grace right now to walk through this fast in repentance, not in ritual, to go through this fast fully dedicated to you, not wanting to bend our our knee to our flesh, but to bend our knee to you and you alone. So God, I pray you would open our spiritual eyes and our physical eyes, our spiritual eyes to see you, our spiritual eyes to look upon your face and know what you're doing here but also our physical eyes so we can see the widows and the orphans that we're supposed to love. Our physical eyes so we can judge fairly, show mercy and kindness. And Lord, right now, we call to mind those people that are in the middle of cycles that truly, truly need breakthrough. And God, I just pray you would be the one who brings breakthrough, that you would be Jehovah uh, Perazim, the God of breakthrough. So, Lord, we just thank you in advance to hear the stories of what you're going to do with breaking addiction off of people's lives. We can't wait to hear about how you broke idolatry off of people's lives because, Jesus, you are so powerful and so worthy, and we know you're going to get it done when we set our eyes on you. So, Lord, I just pray, give us the grace to go through this fast, not just as victims of the fast in the flesh, but as victors receiving breakthrough in our spirits and physical bodies. And God, right now we are calling to mind all of the people that need the same breakthrough that we do. And God, we just pray you would do it in their lives as well. We pray it in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen, amen, amen. Church, God bless you. Uh, we have so many amazing things happening at the church right now. I just want to share a couple things with you. Uh, we have, sorry, I had my calendar up and I closed it. We have uh, Heart for the House coming up on the 21st. So if you're able to come out, help us get that warehouse together. Uh, we are full speed ahead because as soon as the Lord says break land and build our um uh, our addition back there, the you know the worship center, we want to be able to do that. So that's going to be 8 a.m. on the 21st. And uh, yeah, of course, we have worship and prayer today. So I hope to see you guys today. Uh, God bless you all. Have a good one.